And welcome to the pub. It's uh, November 11th, Veterans Day, uh, Remembrance Day in, uh, in Europe, originally Armistice, uh, Armistice Day uh, in, uh, after World War I, remembering uh, the end of that war. And of course, here in the United States and in, uh, in, in the UK, it's turned into a general, uh, well, Remembrance Day uh, in, in the UK, and then here Veterans Day to honor all men and women who served in the armed forces of the United States. Shout out to my not yet veteran son, Lieutenant Branley, up in uh, in Saratoga, New York. Uh, my boy is a uh, lieutenant. He's an 03 in the United States Navy, and he is a shift engineer at one of the prototype reactors up there. But of course, tonight he will be focused on what we're going to talk about today, and that's football. Uh, it's Football Friday here at uh, at the pub. Uh, we're going to talk about association football, international football, football, uh, foosball, soccer. We're going to talk about the beautiful game on Fridays because it's important. And I sure as heck don't feel like talking about the No Fun League. So uh, usually this pod uh, on Fridays will start with a discussion about the really most awesome and excellent team in the English Premier League, the red team from North London, Arsenal Football Club. Don't like me talking about Arsenal? Send me a note. Edward at ebranley.com. Send me a t- uh, you know, tweet me at Pundit. Find me on Facebook. We'll set up a Skype. And we can talk about any other team and argue and banter and anything you want. But if I'm going to ramble on, it's probably going to be about Arsenal. Well, my Arsenal ramblings for this week aren't going to be much because it's uh, this weekend is what's uh, generally referred to in the club season as an international break weekend. And specifically what that means is the clubs take a rest while the national sides compete in either international friendlies or as we get closer to the uh, scheduled date of a World Cup final, <clears throat> we start having qualifications from the different continental football associations. So in Europe, the English Premier League, uh, La Liga, uh, Ligue 1 in France, aren't playing this weekend because Spain, England, Scotland, France, Netherlands, Germany, all of the countries of UEFA, which is the Continental European Football Association, are going to be playing uh, as in World Cup qualifiers. Same thing in South America. The South American countries have their federation. It's called CONMEBOL, C-O-N-M-E-B-O-L, uh, and that's the, you know, the, that's the abbreviation for their league. And then here in North America, we have CONCACAF. So it's an international weekend. That means... Uh, one very important thing for fans of specific clubs, whether, you're, uh, whether your passion is in England, in the English Premier League, with those 20 teams, 
or possibly the championship league if you're in a team that aspires to move to be promoted up to or has been relegated from the top league in England or maybe you are uh, focused on Real Madrid, Barcelona and the, the teams of La Liga. Maybe you like Paris Saint-Germain or my two favorite clubs in League F are the leaders right now, which are, are Nice and Monaco. And uh, so it's going to vary depending on who, what you're, who you're a fan of. But international break is misery for the club fan. Why? Because your stars are about to go off and play for someone else. In the case of Arsenal Football Club, that means that Mesut Ozil goes off to play for, Ger for, for Germany. Uh, other Theo Walcott and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain off to go play for England. And the one that's got everybody very concerned right now is a core of that, that's an Arsenal fan, I should say, uh, is that Alexis Sanchez is going down to Chile to play this weekend for his country. And that, it doesn't matter what, and, and this applies to every team. You know, it's basically Gareth Bale goes to play for Wales, Real Madrid gets upset. Alexis Sanchez goes to play for Chile, same thing. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who is now playing for Manchester United, will be competing for his home country of Sweden. Do you really think anybody that wants, that watches Zlatan play in red cares what he does in blue and yellow? The one thing that there's only one outcome that everybody sees from these players when it comes to international football. My guy is going to get hurt. And as it is, here's, you know, here's Alexis already having a hamstring problem. Hopefully they'll have the good sense not to play him and let him rest. So when he comes back, he, or he can come back next week, and Arsenal will have their star. Same thing with Ozil. Mesut, is, it, Mesut kicks butt. But we've got Champions League obligations. We've got League Cup obligations. We've got the Premier League itself. The last thing we need is to have a guy like Ozil injured because he did something stupid or something stupid was done to him in a German national match. It's not just us. Cristiano Ronaldo goes off to play for Portugal. People's hearts skip a beat. And then there's the guy at Barcelona. Does anybody really want Messi playing for Argentina except for his fellow countrymen? Heck no. So that's, that's basically the idea here is there's, there's the, the, this passion about can we, can, can we have our good guys not play? Uh, you know, it's like do we really need to risk guys that, that these clubs have spent millions of, of dollars, millions of euros on in, and, uh, and risk their injury? And next thing you know, that makes the difference between being second and fifth in the Premier League or winning the league outright or uh, winning the FA Cup or whatever, you know, the Champions League qualification. You name it, it's, it there's a whole bunch of reasons why international football makes us all queasy. But then again, at the same time, if you take off your club colors, right? If I you take off the red, take off the red sat, uh, the red scarf, put down the blue and gold away kit that I have hanging in my closet for for Arsenal, and I take out the red, white, and blue, and uh, 
fans of, you know, the supporters of El Tri take out their green jerseys for tonight against Mexico. The Germans take out their white and their black jerseys and get ready to support their country. You know, nationalism in football uh, is is an important thing. Uh, you know, there's nothing, nothing quite like watching a... Uh, a Netherlands-Germany match or watching uh, watching drunk Scottish footballers go over to the continent and, and support their side, yelling and screaming, getting hammered all weekend. You know, it's fun. It's things that, it's it's stuff that people like to do. Uh, there's that, that, you know, I'm, you know, my family is originally from Sligo. So when, uh, when the Irish national side plays and uh, is is on. I'm yelling and screaming for them. Not as much as I do when uh, when uh, Team USA is on, but still, it's that it's that passion. It's that fun. It's exciting. So that's the big thing. Is you know, it's it's a it's kind of a of a of a you know very you know uh, multiple personality kind of thing. If you have a, if you have a passion for a club, you're gonna be very uncomfortable with international football. But you like your, you love your country, you love your national side. Then you want to see. You, obviously, you don't you don't want to see uh, if you're German. You don't want to see Germany fall to one of the other countries in UEFA simply to protect Ozil, that kind of thing. So it's it's tough. But anyway, that's uh, so that's nothing going on for club this weekend. Other than we're all hoping that uh, our guys don't get hurt. Uh, and well, not that we hope, not that you know, we still fear that, of course, in uh, in a club match. You know, certainly, I don't want to see uh, any of uh, any of the guys in red pull up injured in uh, in an Arsenal match. But uh, if 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 somebody's going to get get taken out and get hurt, hopefully, it's after they've scored three goals for Arsenal that day, as opposed to scoring a goal or getting a bunch of assists, you know, uh, for their for their uh, for their country. So anyway, uh, yeah, uh, let's, we'll put Arsenal on hold for the moment. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk Team USA. And we're back at Yat Pundit's Pub. Uh, it's Football Friday. And yes, I am worried to death about the Arsenal players who are going to be playing this weekend. But right now, I am just as excited about international football as I am when the, uh, when the, boy, when the lads in red take the, take the pitch at Emirates or at wherever away game they are, because today is the big North American rivalry for the United States. The United States men's national team is playing Mexico this evening. Now, that's a, the, the U.S.-Mexico rivalry has, has been around for a long time. Uh, these, you know, these, two, these two countries have played in World Cup qualification now for decades. But it's usually been a very, very, very one-sided thing. You know, uh, the United States did not take international football all that seriously. Uh, really, 1994 is the big break year, the big breakout year, I should say. That's the year, 94 is the year that the United States hosted the World Cup. 
as part of the agreement with, uh, with FIFA, the governing, international governing body for association football, the, uh, the agreement was that if you're going to host a World Cup, you have, to have an, uh, you have to have a domestic professional soccer league. So that's the birth of Major League Soccer. 22 years later, Major League Soccer is doing pretty well. We're seeing some good, solid expansion. We're seeing teams that are take that take the sport seriously. And there's one team in particular that, and one city whose ownership and supporters take soccer incredibly seriously, and that is the, the, the city of Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio, of course, only has, in addition to, I should say only has one, no, they've got two uh, major league sports teams. You've got the Columbus Blue Jackets in the National Hockey League, and you've got the Columbus Crew in Major League Soccer. There's no NBA, no Major League Baseball, they've got Columbus Clippers in AAA, uh, and certainly there, well, there, there, it's, there, there will never be, uh, most likely, a, uh, an NFL team in Columbus, Ohio, because just to the north, you've got the Cleveland Browns, and just to the south, you've got the Cincinnati Bengals. It's kind of the same situation that San Antonio, Texas sees itself in, where you're caught between two major uh, TV markets in the No Fun League. Ah, that and the fact that Columbus has the Ohio State University, which, hey, that, that pretty much wipes everybody out on, on, on Saturdays as far as, as, far as uh, American football is concerned. But boy, does Columbus love their soccer team. The Columbus crew are a, they're, well, they're a solid team. They're a fun team to watch, too. That's, that's a, an important thing, uh, you know, a, a very, very important point, is that Columbus soccer fans have a good time at their matches. That's, that's really, that's, that's a huge thing with, when it comes to this, this group of people and this group of fans. It's, it's a big deal. Now, here's what's important, though, about that. They, the soccer fans in Columbus and the city believed enough in the Columbus crew and in the spirit of, or the marketing and the business of soccer in the United States that they built a purpose-built soccer stadium in the city. Uh, it's Matfrey Stadium. It is a, it, it's, it's a beautiful facility. I, I've seen the crew play there, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good pitch. It's a, it's a nice stadium. And there's one very important thing about it when it comes to CONCACAF qualifying, World Cup qualifying for Team USA. When you get up to Columbus, there's... There aren't a lot of anybody except Americans in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, this, sound, this is going to sound harsh, especially at a time when we've got a, a guy who just got elected president that wants to build a wall between the U.S. and Mexico. But this is, this is, this is sport we're talking about here. This is football. You don't give up advantages. You know, it's like if U.S. soccer wants to make a ton of money, all they have to do is schedule a USA-Mexico match at NRG Stadium in Houston, at the Rose Bowl in Los Angeles, you know, just uh, any of these huge stadiums, it, it's, it would, it's guaranteed you'll pack in 80 to 100,000 people, depending, people will be standing on top of each other in those cities, mainly because you have a huge 
Mexican slash Mexican-American population on top of every other nationality that makes the, the melting pot of the United States coming in and wanting to see that match. But this is strategic now. This is, this is a big deal. We want to qualify for the World Cup. The best way to qualify for the World Cup is to be the top team. Now, you know, you're going you're gonna to be, uh, you know, you want to be, you want to win your federation uh, when you're looking at being one of the 31 teams, 32 total in the tournament. Of course, the, the home side is automatically uh, qualified for their, for, for their World Cup final. You want to win. And the best way for the United States to win is to play someplace that is a very, very partisan Team USA crowd. Now, this has nothing to do with, I guess, basically, it's like I said, it sounds harsh, but you, you play where there are no Mexican fans. And Columbus, Ohio is a beautiful place for that. There's another piece to that which is semi-important. Uh, you play where it's cold. <laughs> uh, and, and that doesn't really apply because, you know, Mexico City can get pretty chilly uh, itself. And uh, Azteca Stadium is, is at a very high altitude. But playing in Columbus as we, get, as, as, as we move into the fall and winter is a thing. It's like, let's, you know, we've, uh, my son has been up to see uh, USA play Jamaica up there. And when it's cold, it's, it's a significant advantage for a team that plays in the cold. It's a big deal to have that kind of influence on what we're doing. So it's, it's, it's an advantage, and there's no reason not to take, take that advantage. So we do. We play Mexico since 2001 as, you know, the, the uh, U.S. soccer has the, uh, the ability to say, you know, where we want to play uh, a home match. We say we're going to play in Matt Free Stadium in Columbus, Ohio. Since 2001... That has worked out very, very nicely. Dos a cero. Uh, we have beaten the, US, the, the Mexican national side in World Cup uh, qualifying four times in Columbus, Ohio. Tonight, here's the hope and it's six. I mean, here at hope and it's five, I should say. And hopefully we'll get, that, again, we'll get that dos a cero and, and see what happens. It's, it's an interesting team. Jurgen Klinsmann is a, is a controversial and uh, interesting figure for running uh, U.S. soccer, for running the U.S. men's national team. Uh, we, he got us to the World Cup in 14. Didn't do so well once we got there. Just as any other coach that we've had, you know, there's always some you know, there's controversy argument, that kind of thing we're building. Uh, we'll hopefully see, uh, well, we'll see tonight what kind of team hits the pitch and goes from there. Yeah, I'll be watching. We're about two hours from kickoff, so that's that's going to be a thing. Uh, there will be definitely some banter on Facebook and on Twitter later as we go, and uh, it's it's international sport. It's a good way for uh, it's a good way for a lot of people to forget what happened on Tuesday, and that's an important point because you know I say you know it's like we. Uh, we need to be ruthless, right? We don't want Mexican fans cheering on their team. We'd rather have them silent and demoralized while we win a ma an international match. That's, that's the same thing. You know, it's like when, uh, when, the, when the, the English team plays in Wembley. You know, you, you, people come, of course, but it's, you know, it's, you, you, it's going to be overwhelming, overwhelmingly English when that happens. And so it's that kind of thing here, you know. Uh, 
U.S. soccer can play friendlies, and we do against Mexico, against uh, uh, other CONCACAF teams in our big cities towards the southern part. You know, we you know, let's. You know, it, it makes sense to play. Let's play Mexico in the Rose Bowl. Let's play Mexico down uh, in Houston. Let's let's have matches like that, and let's all have fun. Let's drink. You know. Let's drink awful stadium beer and hug each other before and after the game, yell things at each other during the game, and then whether you're a, a, a Mexican citizen or you're an American citizen, we all come away knowing that it was just an incredible experience. Not tonight. <laughs> uh, I am just as I, there are, there are fans of the Mexican team, there are fans of El Tri, as they're called, El Tri, T-R-I, as in the tricolor flag of the United States of Mexico, and uh, we're going to have some fun yelling at each other tonight. So that's Football Friday for today. Uh, no predictions on the international stuff, because honestly, I have not been following UEFA that much. I'll look at it tonight, since we're going to do the pod on an on ongoing basis, and we'll have some comments on the international stuff as a warm-up to next weekend and the clubs, and back to me talking about how I think Arsenal is awesome. So, uh, you guys go get a good weekend. Uh, if you don't care about international football, well, you know, I hope, you're, I hope your NBA team, your hockey team, or your no-fun team does as well as you want them to this weekend. Enjoy yourself. We'll talk to you on Monday.